Radio KCAW in Sitka. It's 11 minutes before 7 o'clock. You're listening to Raven. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. The Sitka Sound Sac Row Herring Fishery opened for the eighth day in a row on Sunday. The fishery was open for five hours. The amount caught in Sunday's openers were not yet available. According to a press release from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, on Saturday, the fishery captured around 1,400 tons when it was open for two and a half hours. 12,000 tons have been harvest, harvested since the fishery first opened on March 27th. The state has set a guideline harvest level of 33,000 tons. State biologists observed over six nautical miles of spawn on Sunday during aerial surveys. The spawn was concentrated along the Kruzoff Island shoreline from Shoals Point to Rob Point, near Cresta Point, and on Kagarin and Crow Islands. After a mix-up between the Assembly and the school board led to an unanticipated funding shortage for the school district, the Sitka Assembly is ponying up more money for Sitka schools. When the group met in a special meeting on Thursday, it approved an increase in funding for the district, but the money will only go through if Secure Rural Schools is reauthorized. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. Secure Rural Schools is federal funding the city receives that can only be spent on schools and roads. It's not guaranteed and was only reauthorized a few years ago. Typically, the city and the school district split the pot 50-50. But member Kevin Mosher, who initially voted against funding Sitka schools to the cap, proposed the additional funding, promising 100 percent of secure rural schools funds, if received, to the school district. And this is a compromise where we don't have the city will not have to expend any more funds um, out of pocket. Um, usually it comes out around 500,000 uh, if it was a windfall and it was a million. I would sincerely hope that the school district would consider, you know, allowing to the city to retain some of that. I think this is a way to deal with the deficit funding for the schools as well as not have us put any cash out. The money is meant to help close the $565,000 shortfall outlined in a letter from school board president Amy Morrison to the assembly on March 31st. Most assembly members supported Mosher's motion, but member Tor Christensen suggested amending it so the amount the school board receives will be capped at $600,000 should secure rural schools be a surprise windfall. Member Rebecca Hemshoot said she preferred handing over all of the funding, saying the district could use any extra to bolster their reserves. The amendment passed 5-2 to two with members Hemshoot and Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis opposed. Eisenbeis said he'd come to the meeting planning to offer no more funding for schools, but Mosher changed his mind. If if someone who um, stood by his guns and stood by his beliefs and convictions and was was the only vote against the funding previously and for for very justified reasons, um, wanted to then bring an amendment forward for for, for more funding. Um, sure. I'll jump on board with you. Finance Director Melissa Haley said they should know how much the city will receive in secure rural schools funding within the next couple of months, but added that promising the unbudgeted amount would add some challenges. If the money doesn't come through by the time the city must confirm their commitment to the school district, they'd need to revisit the item. Member Rebecca Hemshoot said she hoped making the commitment was enough for the time being. The district does have 
some kind of ARP, which they call CARES 3, coming in that can bridge them until this money comes in if it does. The motion to commit the Secure Rural Schools funds to the district passed 6-1. to one. Member Valerie Nelson was the lone dissenting voice against the motion. She said the community should consider other options for funding schools, like a local school tax, in the future. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. For many young Sitkins, buying a house feels like an impossible dream. But for one single mother, a community land trust is turning the dream of home ownership into a more affordable reality. KCAW's Erin McKinstry reports. Chandra Watson balances her one-year-old daughter on her hip as she meets me at the front door of her mother's house. Her six-year-old son Cameron swoops in to give me a tour of the single-story three-bedroom home. There's the bathroom. Nice. So you guys just have this little corner to yourself. That's nice. Yeah, but then... Right there is Grandma's bathroom. Watson has lived in this house on and off since she was a kid. She works full-time at a local bank, but as a single parent of three, she can't afford to rent her own place, especially since her second job waiting tables dried up during the pandemic. But she can afford to buy her own three-bedroom house, thanks to a new affordable housing development. If all goes according to plan, she and her kids will be moving into their new home later this summer. Are you excited to have your own house? Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Me and Kira get to paint our rooms. <laughs> what color are you going to paint it? Oh, uh, superhero. The first home in the Tsatsini Shock Community Cottages neighborhood was finished last summer, and two others are under construction. The long-term goal is to build a tightly spaced community of around 14 affordable single-family homes. Watson is buying her brand new house for $265,000, $100,000 less than Sitka's average listing price. I mean, as a younger single mother, like doing this all on my own, there was no other way, I think, in this town that I would have been able to pursue this if it weren't for this program. A big part of what makes the house affordable is that she's not buying the land underneath. That belongs to the Sitka Community Land Trust, the organization behind the housing development. Randy Huey is co-executive director. There isn't much land, right? We're stuck between the Tongass and the Pacific. Huey says the lack of developable land, along with the high cost of building materials, fuels the town's affordable housing crisis. It is common in Sitka to buy land and have someone build a house, and the amount that you spent on the land in the house to exceed the value of the home that you create, that you're in a negative position when you get done building it. An empty lot can easily cost $100,000 in Sitka. That's why selling the house without the land keeps prices low. Homeowners sign 99-year renewable leases on the land and pay a small monthly fee. They also choose from a handful of pre-approved designs for simple, small structures, which helps lower construction costs. It's not what will solve the affordable housing problem in Sitka in and of itself. It matches a piece of the problem. The price point for the cottages isn't accessible for everyone. Generally, people need to make at least 80% of the area median income to afford the payments. That's around $60,000 for a couple. And even then, many don't have enough savings for a down payment, especially since the cost of living in Sitka is so high, says co-executive director Mim McConnell. We're trying to get the house prices down 
enough to make make it so people can afford a mortgage. And um, we're finding that challenging. We'd love to have the home prices less than they are. She says opening up additional financing options like rural development or VA loans could help. For now, their target audience is young professionals looking for a starter home. And our community needs those people. They're providing services that are all kinds of, I mean, police officers, fire department, nurses, they're all very important parts of our community. And if they can't afford to live here, we're in trouble. There are around 300 community land trusts nationwide, but Sitka's is one of just three in Alaska. The model has been around for 50 years, and it's become more popular over the last decade, says Michael Brown of Burlington Associates, a community land trust consulting firm. And there's a recognition that the community land trust's ability to make sure that housing remains permanently affordable, not just affordable to the initial occupant. Affordability sticks with the house over time. If a homeowner decides to sell, the community land trust controls the resale and sets limitations on the new purchase price to keep it affordable. That can be a drawback to the homeowner because they won't get as much for the house as they would on the open market. I want to be very clear that communal interests are not challenging individual rights to ownership. What we're really trying to do is help provide access to people who are locked out of that because of market conditions and household incomes. Those are issues beyond their control. Sitka's Community Land Trust does face some hurdles. It still needs to acquire two more parcels from the city. And it's had to temporarily halt construction on any additional homes because the pandemic has caused the cost of materials to skyrocket. And even for pre-pandemic home buyers like Watson, the price is still steep. She'll put about half her income toward housing costs. But she says it's worth it to have a home of her own. My mind is like racing with all these different things I can do with the house, how to design it, how to decorate it, how many just new um, like memories and experiences and traditions the kids and I can put in here. It's, I'm so excited to have this new start with them. After having her third kid last year, she thought about leaving for a more affordable place. But now she says she's sticking around for good. This is where her family and support networks are. This is her home. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Erin McKinstry. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Currently 38 degrees with light rain and fog falling here in downtown Sitka. Hope you're having a great morning. Time is 7.01. We're going to be turning it over to some other folks joining me 